Hey guys, you're listening to Ain't No Love Lost. Here we talk about lessons we learn in Black love and how to rebuild and restructure the Black home. I am your host, Tamish Chavez, actress, producer, writer, and content creator. Miss Brie, I am happy to have you on here. Hallelujah. Because we were talking earlier about lessons that we learn in friendships and I think that lessons that we learn in friendships are important especially in black love because black love is not just about men and women but it's about friends and the foundation of friends so anyway we were talking about friends uplifting other friends and I think in our community we have a problem with doing that or communication skills and poor support systems for each other like what we were talking earlier about once you notice that you have a friend that wants to see you at a certain level and they don't want to see you rise when do you start to realize okay you may be friends with this person for 20 years right And then all of a sudden you start doing well in your life and you realize that the friendship starts to fall apart and you realize, okay, was my friendship based on the fact that they wanted to keep me at a certain level? And now that I'm moving forward in life, they don't want to see me grow. I think as individuals, we all, women and men, have low self-esteem at some point and we have to build our own self-esteem, we, some people want to be higher, feel higher, feel above, feel better than. And if they've always been that way throughout the friendship, whether you knew it or not, then I think that's what it is. I think some people don't know when a friend that actually feels like they're above you or, um, or think you're less than, I don't think the person that, that they're um, treating that way knows it. And then after some time, you start to realize it as you grow and, and get older. If you continue a friendship like 20 years, you start seeing how over they time, treat you what are over the time. Thing, yeah, but what are the things that make you see? Okay. They just tell you the things that you shouldn't have, things that you don't need, things that, that are, everybody wants to aspire to have. You know, or support you. Or support you. Or you don't need to grow in You don't need to grow because in their actuality, what they're saying is... They don't even realize that they're saying it, but they say it to you. But she's actually demonstrating what she doesn't want. He or she. He or she is demonstrating what she doesn't want. Mind you, they have all of those things. They just don't want you to have it. So they want you to be able to be beneath them or lower than them so that they can always fall on top. And then when you recognize that, and when it comes from somebody that you've been friends with for years, whether it's family or friends, it's just a sad thing. But it just, it's weird because... It's in the community so big. It's sad, and it's uh, and it's it's a very sad thing because I think that it divides the black community up. Because when it you does. look at when you look at Jewish people, right? Jewish people they stick together. So if they get, it's almost like that idea where if it's is if it's in corporate America and it's one black person or one black woman in corporate America and they're doing very very well. They are intimidated by the other black woman that comes in. It doesn't even have to be a friend. Right. Or if there's a situation where you are in a relationship with somebody and you're not in the relationships for the right reason, 
they don't want to see you elevate. And so it's sort of like as black people, we oppress each other. Yes. In do. our friendships, in our relationships, in our family ships, in the workplace. We talk about oppression in how other people are, how white people oppress us, but are we talking about how we oppress each other covertly? No, but we don't talk about that because I think a lot of people that do it don't even realize that's what they're doing. And I bet you if we were to bring it to their attention and call them out on it, they would argue or defend that they're not. And then they'll go back and reflect the relationship and see where you were right and then it would make them feel some type of way. And they would either A, change it, or they'll B, never talk to you again because now you called them or they busted them out and now they realize it and they feel ashamed. Or they're just gonna continue and act like you that, that you're making it all up, it's all you. And that's kind of like that narcissistic type of behavior where they, uh, or what's the other well, one? Well, that's how you could tell when a person really doesn't love you or care for you because- Gaslighting. Yes, yeah, but, but here's mm -hmm. the thing. If you can't tell a person, this is what you're doing to me to hurt me and they actually listen and take it like, and say, I understand that this is what you do to me. Right. They don't really love you enough to want to fix it. Not only and, do, and that's how you could tell. But not only, your best but, I, but I don't really feel, well, I agree with you, but not only do they not love you enough, but they don't know how to love you. Yeah. That's so they one. don't even love themselves to a, to an extent. They don't know how they're mistreating themselves, but they could be dealing with situations and work with their parents, with their siblings that is dysfunctional. And then when you come around, that's supposed to be a friend. They're using these tactics and behavior on you. It's That's just, another part it, of it. It's disheartening to me it's, to see the separation within our culture because we don't want to see each other strive. It's like each one teach one. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes, and we're supposed to be a village. You, so yes. when I move up, you come I'm back supposed and you to grab bring somebody you. and bring somebody Why up. do I want to move out the hood and leave you there right. and not bring you with me? Right. Or why do you want me to stay there at While that level? While you go level? have something else. Yeah. yeah. That's selfish. It's selfish. And but, but it's us as black people that we do that. But it it's a, it's just a system that's been set up that what happens is it's a reaction to what we've been dealing with, with just white people in general treating us. So then once white people treated us with this, you know, systematic, systematic oppression, then we started oppressing each other. Exactly. We started oppressing each other. And then, so in order to feel like we were superior, you do it like, instead of me going to the white woman that you work for, who got all the money, because she was raised in it. She got she got the job. She owns the job. You work for her. Instead of you getting mad at her about what she's doing, you're going to get mad at the sister that you're with because you can intimidate her and you can argue with her. And it can and only you be can one sister. Up. So it can be one. And that's crazy. Why does it have to be one black person? It's one black person in filmmaking. In America, they have, to, they have to say we're not prejudiced. So they put one minority in a company or in a but film. But when we get there, it's up to us to make sure that we all come up together because we even have the mentality that, no, if I if it has to be one, I'm going to be the only one. Right. But, but, they, but there, are some, there are some African-American women, Black women that have made it successfully, that do feel that 
once they're there, they have um, friends and family and um, people that they do bring up and, and, and do that. We may not see it a lot. I think we see more of the hate and all the experience that we have at home and with friends. I see a lot of beautiful black women. They have conversations, they go on trips together, they celebrate each other, they boost on each other, and they all have some kind of money. There may be one with more of the other, but they all celebrate each other. They're not jealous of each other. They're not hating, they're supporting, they're there. They're trying to help each other. That's their friendship, that's what I'm saying. They, there's, what the reason why I brought in celebrities and the filming world is because it's easier to see it from there. Forget about the financial aspect of it. Like, let's just talk about the success part. They're not intimidated by each other's success. No, they're not. Because they say this is a very small industry and it is a predominantly Jewish and white. Right. And we have to help each other. Exactly. And not be these black women that's fighting for what? No, let's all get it. Right. Together. And so where that comes into play, I think what you, if I'm hearing what you're saying is in our friendships and in our everyday lives in the world, we need to do that. Yeah, but you're right. That is what I'm saying. What, what I'm also saying is they were sitting at home with pixie tails with broke mothers in, in the hoods of the different parts of New York or Louisiana, Arkansas, and they rose to the top with their passion just like we did. They got, they go to Thanksgiving, they have the same Thanksgiving we do. When they go to trips, they have the same type of fun that we do. They're no different than us. They became more successful. They have more money, so they're on a different level. In the neighborhood where you grow up and you're not in the, in the money part, there's people in the neighborhood that went to college and got educations and have bachelor's and master's degrees and make six figures. No but, different but than celebrities, but the behavior with the people that are at home, that are not on TV, that are in, you see th that community at home still doing this um, oppression type of behavior with their friends. Like I went to school, I got six figures and you're over here, you've always been down here. You're still, and instead of saying, hey, I went to school, got an education, I learned these techniques and I've knew her all my life. Let me go see what, she, you know, let me let help me, her. Let me they don't do that. How, how I can support you. Exactly. Whatever it is that you're doing. And even speaking of that, in our community, let's talk about how that even relates to like one-sided relationships. Where the one-sided relationships, because we have lack of communication skills, we don't know how to uplift each other and actually be there for each other. It's all about the whole me, me, me process. No, I need you to be there for me. But... I can't be there for you. Or I can be there for you when it's convenient for me. And so I think we forgot how to be a village and a community. And when you have community, it's not just the me, me, me or one-sided, it's, it's everybody. We, it's like, it's funny, we could ride for each other when we protesting, but we can't ride for each other in our everyday lives. And I talk about this all the time, especially you and I, right? We're from the same place. We watched a lot of people die. We watched a lot of people get killed by each other, by our own people. My thing is this, it's all one-sided, hateful relationships that they're oppressing us and we're oppressing each other. 
And we gotta figure out on a smaller scale how to change that so that there's not this jealousy within our own community that breeds all that hatred and stuff like that. Well, I think that comes from having the lack of resources. And so when someone finally gets some type of resource, it's like, I'm happy and I want to be happy over here. And they need someone to make them feel they're superior because the white people that are, that oppress us, they can't feel superior to them. So they get a they have a place to find I'm superior because I'm it better you, than them. That's a good so, point. So that's where it comes from. They yeah. can't go out in the real world where the corporate world and say, hey. Or just in everyday or white. Or everyday white yeah. world or in celebrity world, whatever. The, 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 the white people have more money than us. Mm-hmm. And so at any level you feel in some type of way, oh, they're more, oh, we expect that. That's It's in our brain. Oh, we already know that. Oh, they got, they're white. You'll say that. Oh, she riding down the street in a Bentley. Oh, she white. Oh, so white means she get a Bentley. Oh, you'll see a, a successful person from Atlanta that's educated, have a Bentley. And you're like, oh, what she do to get that? What she, you automatically thinks she, it's a scheme or a scam that she did it. But she did the same thing this white person did, which is go to school, get an education. There are a lot of black people that come from affluential families. A lot of the successful black people come from out of the South. You see the community and the net, what you're talking about. Like the village. The village. That's why you know about the village because you come from a family that used to be a village, but you don't have the experience of the village so you don't see the debutantes and the balls that black women and, and all the where beauty. Yeah. You don't see that. You see it on TV because now we got TV. And where do you see it? Somewhere down no, south. No, but it's very heavy down south. Again, money is power. So when black people get money, they start feeling a certain way. They can't feel like that towards the oppressor. So that's why I feel that they choose the sisters. Mm-hmm. So that's why our sisterhood and the brothers, and the brothers that's why we become, are we better than we you or are we that? And that's why we're shooting each other, the guys, and killing each other because he got on the sneakers that he didn't get to get. So then he's a sucker. Why are you a sucker? Because you got him and I didn't. This is retarded information. You're, this is crazy, but they make it all up and they make it a, um, a way of living and then it plays out on news and all that and we look crazy but at the end of the day instead of looking at it crazy I don't look at it crazy I don't feel like a lot of people that live in, in the in the ghettos they say they can't wait to get out and then when they get out oh I'm not going back and they hate the ghettos and they don't want to talk about it well how do you hate where you come from and why do you think that it's okay that now that you found a way out that all the people that are still living over there they're they're beneath you because you found a way out. Those same people are your brothers and sisters. They don't know how to get out because you found a way or you had a, a person in your life that helped you and brought you to a different level and you learned another way. They didn't. Or they don't so then you like hate they them. They can get out or they can't get out. But it's not so much. Yeah, it's it's about who helps. And sometimes you do have teachers. You have teachers in school. But it's the that community will help. that needs to help. It's the community that needs to help. But like I said, a lot of black people will get out or get the success. And when they go out, there's no going back to build community. It's just talking about, oh, girl, did you see 
they ain't doing this. They still acting this way. They're still doing it. Instead of saying, oh girl, wow, going back, knowing these people gonna act this way because they ain't learned anything different. Going down there and saying, hey, what are y'all doing today? Y'all wanna come with me? I'm gonna go up to this place where they show us how to do things. Show them a different environment. And then they're gonna be like, oh wow, I never saw that. If you don't go and take them, how are they gonna change? They don't, but you're steady changing and you're steady talking about them or mimicking them or trying or, to oppress them or avoid them saying, yeah. I don't want to go back over there because I'm, I want to be like the oppressor. I want to look better, feel better. And I think that's where this dysfunction, the whole point of what I'm saying is, I think that's where the dysfunction, this dysfunction comes with our friendships because what friendships are doing is we're all coming from the same we all come from the same poor community none of us are rich enough to say we're wealthy none of us no and some Even of us got some of us have degrees some of us don't still not rich enough to say that you're better or you're doing better but well, when you look at real wealth even people who have a lot of money don't have real generational wealth. Black people don't have it. Black people don't. No, no, absolutely not. So that's what I mean by not that. like that oil money. No, no, exactly. So it's like, no, we still, we all, that's why I always say when someone say, um, oh, she thinks she's doing better than, or th no, you, she's doing well for herself. And you're supposed to celebrate that sister. And you're supposed to say, I'm happy for her. But you don't supposed to feel inferior, like, oh, I don't want to be around her, or I'm not going to tell her it's beautiful or she looks beautiful. We don't even tell each other, that's a nice dress, or you look pretty today. And you can go out into the work world and you'll have Mexican friends, Chinese friends, white friends, and they'll be like, oh my God, that is so cute. And you're like, oh, thank you. You don't even have to take a compliment. Your own you sisters. Cold switch? You just cold switched. What does that mean? <laughs> you think? That was a cold switching. Oh, no. When you just said, when you just, when you said the white friend, you said, oh my God, you just cold <laughs> switched. <laughs> Every we, culture. You no. Is if we talk about I, the no, nail no, lady, no, I'll no. be like. Hold on, listen. I Paul Mooney said it best. <laughs> we can't oppress nobody. We can't be racist. But we do need to code switch code switching is a real thing for black people i mean we segueing in the conversation but we're so used to it that it's just easier for us to code switch because we could be in the hood and we could talk like this and as soon as we get well hi ma'am right <laughs> like we're cold switching i have a friend quick. he tells me he was like i hate when you do that that um that that uh that work voice i hate that man that cold switching. Yeah, he says, I hate that. And I said, well, what you mean? I gotta go work. He was like, just be who you are. I'm like, being who I am is not gonna give me that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? And he, so he said, well, when you talking to me, be who you are. So, and then sometimes he'll call me and I'll be like, hello. He'll be like, man, bye. And then I'll say, wait, 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 wait. What's up, what you doing? He'll be like, that's what I'm talking about. Which relationships is it even important for us to invest in? Like, where do you say enough is enough? If you have a friend, right, a sister, right? right. However, if you if your sister isn't uplifting you, or the community isn't up uplifting you, you gotta go away. So, I mean, it's sort of like how how do we bridge that that gap? So, what I would think that it would be is having the hard conversations and making people accountable for their actions. 
The problem oh, isn't that what Ke- Kevin Samuel said. Black yeah, women need to be accountable for their actions. And that's a hard thing to do because you're not going to tell me what I'm doing and what I'm not doing from your perspective. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to shut you down and say, that's what you think. But instead of being and that's closed, right. And instead of being closed, you should say, well, why does she think that? What am I doing? And reflect your behavior and see the things that you're saying or doing and say, Oh, I do do that. Oh, I, oh, now I see. Wow, that wasn't what I was trying to project, but I did. And I obviously made her feel this way. Well, because I got black love. And that's my sister. Let me go back to her and tell her, I got to work on me and I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was doing it. I felt comfortable doing what I'm doing. I didn't realize I was doing anything at all. And then I think that's how you kind of like change how it goes. It's just like, um, I'm going to give you an example of a brotherhood set of people saying sisters. I have a friend that um, his son was in the ghetto and his son was out there in the streets shooting, gangbanging, all that. He was like, not my son. You're not going to die on these streets. He snatched his son off the streets. The son was with the mother. They got divorced. He said, you coming to live with me and you're going to change your life. You're going to live. You're not going to be a victim of the streets of of that, right? He made a decision that his son was going to live. He made a decision that he wasn't going to allow this ignorance because that's all that it is, is ignorance because no one's teaching our communities. I will teach him. Mm-hmm. I will help him. So he snatched him up, brought him to his part of town, had him live with him. The son hated it. The son rebelled against him. But then the son eventually had respects his father. So, of course, he lived there. He had to go to the schools out there. Guess what? That kid is a each one teach one. He goes out in the community of Richmond, California. He went out of the country. He played football out of the country. Paid, got paid to play football, became a professional football player, and um, went to school, became a part of the frat fraternities. And he went back to the same exact community that he was playing with that almost got him killed and went to the children of that community. He went to Cal. Uh, Cal. The poli- Richmond Police Department has a little department that's called Cal and you can go play basketball, you can get free lunch, poor. But the police department puts money into these programs. He goes there, you can see on his Instagrams, all of that. He goes down there, he puts money down there because he went got an education. He went and learned, he went and explored the world and he came right back. And he says, each one, teach one. He's trying to pull people back with him. There's a few brothers in Richmond that are doing that, that he um, became a part of this group that that do it. Now, we're talking about a Richmond, California thug that almost got his life killed, but his daddy decided that wasn't going to happen. My point of that was there was someone that cared, and that's what we need, women, someone that care. And that's how you come back to your black sisterhood. Someone has to care enough to shut the sister down and say, you're doing this or you're doing that. You're hurting me. Let's come together. Create women groups. And I do see a lot of that going on. We got a lot of traveling groups. We got some things going on. Black sisters are getting out there and they are getting better. But there's some that are lost. So, and a lot of it's not promoted. But, but I think that's where it comes from. Go, that's why we need to go and um, really figure out What's the most important investment that we need to make as a people? It's just loving loving yourself. Well, that's black love. And I just did a podcast on that. You should have listened. 
but self-love equals black love. But once right. you when you love yourself, then you can go out and then love you other people. Go, but, but even still, when you want to go back and love other people, right? And I do think that is self-love, but there's a universal self-love. But then you get to a point, and, and even in my journey, I had the universal self-love where it was like on a human level. But then I got to a point where I had to come to terms and really, really, and I'm not talking about on the outer shell, but really, really be happy being a black person and saying, if I love myself so much as a black woman, I have to love other black women. I have to go back to where I came from and love those other black women and help those other black women. When I get that chance, I need to be for the, and you know, Issa Rae said it best. I'm rooting for everybody black. And that's our mentality that we have to think about. If we don't do that, it's gonna make it harder for us to have our community and rebuild and restructure our communities the way that we need to because it's too much division and there's so much divide and especially coming from where you and I come from, Richmond, California. So, well, I know I learned something today. I hope y'all learned something today and I'm glad you was able to come on to let everybody know where you can get your black wine because we support black businesses. That's right. LaryAWine.com. Miss Rie. LaryA.com. Laryea Wine by Monique on Instagram. Laryea Wine by Monique on Facebook. Well, I learned something. I hope you guys did. And until then, we'll see you again. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ain't No Love Lost. And you can check me out on Instagram at Ain't No Love Lost Podcast or BQ underscore MMP and DM any topics that you want to hear. And remember, it ain't no love lost when it comes to relationships. There are only lessons, especially when it comes to black love, baby.